and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two rather cordial co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Good evening. And behind the computer, polishing his own pickle, it is Bruce, the tugboat Vindity. You're bringing it back to the pickle, huh? Yeah, it's that I haven't heard that one in a while. I have my own game of pickle that I play. <laughs> <laughs> so how was everybody's evening? It's been two days since I've last checked in with you guys. How have you been? Great. Living the dream. Anything new? Wow, that Alani new hasn't kicked in yet over yeah, there. Yeah, the Aladdin. You know, it takes you a good 15 minutes before it kicks in. Yeah. All it so, takes is uh, one Brock Purdy take. Is I've been pumping Aladdin for a year and a half. And I'm pissed off that they haven't Wait, reached let me out that. to me. Which one is that? Is that what? the candy apple? Oh, it's Witch's Brew. Yeah, they this just changed the can brew. for this year. Is it good? This Witch's is this year's brew. can. That's last year's can. Witch's it's okay. Brew. It tastes like really fake. You know the caramel apple sucker? Yeah. It's like that, but just even faker. So it's kind of gross, but it's good at the, the same time. The caramel, listen, I like the green apple on its own, and I like the caramel on its own. I've never liked the two of them on its own, so I know I'm not going to like that flavor. Yeah, you're not going to be about that, 100%. Zolo, how's your week been so far? Ah, we're getting there. It's almost game day. We're getting there. It's Too many injuries this week. week. Anybody eat anything good yesterday, day before? No. I made a an excellent chicken soup. When? Lemon chicken soup. I made it last week because Elizabeth was cooking one when you were sick last yes. week. And I could yep. smell it when we were down here. Fantastic. And so I went home and made one. It's the best chicken soup I've ever made in my life. And then I did it again this week because I've just been snacking on it during lunch. But I'm doing red meat tonight. I'm doing ribeyes tonight. You are? Yeah. So, see, yeah, we, dinner's still up in the air tonight. Last night, I made a beautiful butternut squash carbonara. Awesome. It was fabulous. Awesome. Absolutely fabulous. Anyways, it's Wednesday. It's our cleanup show. We're just going to we're gonna keep it interesting today. Keep it somewhat brief, I would say. Um, we're still going to have fun, though. We got a great show planned. There's some meat. There's some, I'm, I'm holding the notes right here. There's some meat here. We have a fantastic show planned. Not just, I mean, just... It's going to blow your mind. We might be able to get Uncle Sam to turn red. You know what? You haven't turned red in a while. I, like, you haven't gone full red. I, I don't know what that means. What's your favorite shade of red, Izzo? Oh, I, I was fucking purple uh, Monday. Right. Monday, I was absolute purple. Say less. I called you. I was purple, dude. Well, yeah, but then, see, this that, was That was right in the middle of me standing on the side of the fucking road on Haggerty, <laughs> just losing you, my mind. You were so angry, and then when I wanted it to come out of you, I gave you your opportunity, and you were just like, yeah, I got a ticket. Listen to me. That's I, I, I'm, I'm still just so upset that uh, with all the things going around, oh, going on around the city and everywhere around here that that my tinted windows are a, a fucking criminal enterprise. Here, you want it? You want me to give him something that's going to get him red? Okay. I just I know we'll probably get into this later in the show, but first thing on my Twitter feed right now. According to reports and people close to the university, Urban Meyer will interview for Michigan State's head coaching position. It's I not, love it. It's not real. It's not real? It's no, not it's real. Fake. Nice call. That's fake. Real quick. That's fake, but yeah. you know what? That's hey, I, I'm not kidding you, dude. I would love to see Urban Meyer come to Michigan State. So they were talking about this last night, and it was a guy that was just trying to hit a home run that works for Spock Sports Radio. The first reply is Brady Quinn, 
who's on their Fox show and the, right. their their, uh, their college football show, and he's like, I don't know what sources you have because mine are saying the exact opposite. The guy who broke it used a, a hard eyes emoji and also followed up with, my sources say he's on campus right now. He is not on campus. And then Bruce Feldman, who's one of the biggest college football national writers, said that couldn't be any less true. Urban is currently not interested. And that could change. For the right money, that could change. Just doesn't make sense. But if I were a Michigan State fan, that could be the guy on the top, my, the top of the list that you want to call is Urban Meyer. Listen, if they can get a guy his caliber, and I'm not saying that Urban Meyer is a good person because he is a scumbag, but you know what? Thank you. Get him in here. He'd change the whole culture around and have that team winning within a couple of years. It would take a lot of money, and I think for Urban Meyer to come back. They, Michigan State has the money. They can make that happen with the money. But for Urban Meyer to come back, he doesn't want to wait a couple of years. He's going to be looking for a, a roster. It's a top 25 job. I would argue it's a top 25 job for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, and it, I don't and it definitely know why, is the money. why they're throwing out these coaches' names. You know what? They need somebody established that's going to be able to recruit. That's the problem. Nobody can fucking recruit outside the Big Ten, outside Jim Harbaugh. Okay, so that Mel Tucker fellow was recruiting really well, and then he started to lose games, and then he started to— we're not going to say what he started to do because I don't want to set you well, off. Well, uh, let me put it to you this way. It's real fine when you throw Kenneth Walker out there and he fucking rips everybody a new asshole, and then he goes to the NFL, and you just your team is a fucking dumpster fire afterwards for two years. Guess what? That He was exposed. He was exposed for what it is. He had a run one trick pony that he jumped on his back and fucking rode him all the way to success and got his little $80 million extension. That 70 of it is still up in the air. How about some Monday Night Football? Did we accidentally start talking about football today? Yeah, we, we did. did. We got right into it. Okay. So, yeah, let's jump back to uh, Monday Night Football. Um, it Ugly. was uh, the Daniel Jones show. You know, we uh we we all talked about how we needed Daniel Jones to score twelve fantasy points to uh to keep our standings all at two and two. And um unfortunately it just did he couldn't he couldn't even manage that. It was that putrid. Um I, there, I turned what, the game there, off in the first quarter. I, I watched this so, game and it was bad. I'll say this before we got before we when we previewed this game, we said that it was gonna go I said it was gonna go one of two ways, right? It was either gonna be real close or Seattle was just gonna blow the doors off of them. Seattle absolutely blew the doors off. The, the turnovers destroyed them. <laughs> they, destroyed they, them. They need Ten some sacks. Help. Come on. They need some help in the offensive line. Uh ten sacks is is always gonna be a lot. Um, and it was a lot. And uh, on top of that, I mean, people, uh, apparently, if we go back to April, the Lions traded out of pick six because the Seahawks took Devin Witherspoon at pick five. I'm cool with Brian Branch. I'm cool with the corners. I'm cool with what the Lions did in the draft. But uh, Devin Witherspoon was the real deal on Monday night. And with uh, with Christian Gonzalez now out for the year, he's he's looking like a guy that could totally compete for rookie of the year on the defensive side of the ball. I still think Brian Branch has done more. I think he's been more consistent. I think he's been better. Um, but Devin Witherspoon in a monster game, pick six, uh, seven tackles, two for loss. He was he was all over the place, and he's getting better every game. So actually, there's more from this game to talk about than I thought. But real quick, sidecar: uh, Did anybody see the trade today? So after Christian Gonzalez was announced, he was out for the year. The Patriots traded for J.C. Jackson, who they lost to the Chargers in free agency. So, And they right. traded for J.C. Jackson. And 
the Chargers paid $12 million towards his salary for this year. Wow. So essentially, Bilicek got him back for free, pretty much. What did he have to give up for? They swapped picks. They swapped they, like yeah. sixth and seventh round picks. Yeah. Okay. That's can, it? I, can I ask you a question? Wow. Can I ask you yeah. both you a question? Mm-hmm. Does it matter? No, for the Patriots it doesn't, but I was just it's just typical Billichek. Well, what he's doing is bringing in a guy that knows the system. Yeah, instantly. Flourished in the system. And they're thin there. They are thin. Correct. And um, you know what? I don't think they miss a beat. I don't think they miss a beat, no. What? From- with, Gonzalez, with Gonzalez out, they're not going to miss a beat. The yeah, problem is there's just not the many beats that to yeah, miss. Correct. There, there's, uh, there's very no few beat. heartbeats left in they're it. They're not beating. Um Anyway, so let's talk about this. Let's go back to Monday Night Football. Sorry, I just needed to throw that in there. Uh, Jamal Adams plays his first game in over a year. It was, what, 380-some days? Yeah, it goes out with a concussion, the second play in. Second play, takes a knee yeah. to the to the head from Daniel Jones, and then decided it was a good idea to yell at everybody on the sideline and get real pissed. Um, uh, he was done. He was, he was out. Done. He, I mean, you saw the look I, you know in his what? eyes. It, he was it kind of worries like me Bruce. to see a guy like that. And, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I seen the shot. I don't think it was that hard of a shot. It just got him in the right spot. My man was done. Those are tough ones. And and you feel for him because he's had injury after injury after injury. And he's finally back. Um, but the good news, I don't want to say good news because concussions are never good. But that's a lot better than Achilles and ACL injuries and everything yeah. else he's been through. So at least he'll be back. And he'll be adding to a pretty good secondary there when he gets back. Right. Uh, so, again, I think. Is is what do we do with Daniel Jones at this point? Like what do we? I, I don't think you can play Daniel Jones at all. He was running for his life the entire game. I don't. My man think was running for his life the entire game. Listen to me. I I agree with you. We have to put no a, Saquon Barkley, so you got no threat of a run. They have no I mean, run. Breida didn't look that bad with his little three point one yards per carry. Two point one yards per carry. I'm sorry, two point one. That's pretty. Bad. But that's pretty abysmal. <laughs> you want to know what I think the biggest issue was though? Matt Breida was the top receiving target as well. This all goes right back. He was targeted five times. It's the highest on the team. So here we are. We're right back. Daniel Jones, to me, number one, he doesn't trust Darren Waller. Three targets. I'm kind of surprised on that. I'm surprised he's not ass hammering Waller with targets since he's his, his only viable source of receiving yards is through him. And he doesn't use his tight end. I can't figure it out. You want to know what I can't understand at this point? You you drafted Jalen Hyatt, and Jalen Hyatt's a very nice, good, explosive receiver. Jalen Hyatt had two targets again. Had a nice camp, too. When are you uh, going to get this guy out there and just let him go? So I, I agree a little bit with Uncle Sam. I think that part of the problem is they just can't block for him right now. Yeah. I think he can't. I think he literally can't move the ball because they just have scheme issues. He had 2.1 seconds to throw the football. But that doesn't negate and, the fact that Daniel Jones just isn't that good and was never worth that contract. And if I'm Brian Dable, I don't know why I'm allowing management. He was pissed. Well, yeah, he threw, I think he threw a tablet when they were trying to talk to yeah. him. Uh, Dable was trying to talk to Daniel Jones, and he threw a tablet because Daniel Jones didn't look up from his Microsoft Surface thing, whatever the hell they're called. Um, but I don't know how you allow that contract to happen. I would have been more than okay. I would have said, listen, let's move on from this guy. Let me get someone else in here next year after this quarterback draft, and and let's this this guy ain't it. So I guess at this point you're you're so committed. It's not going to change this year. You can't change anything about it this year. You're committed to it. So what you have to do is – 
you need to revamp your entire offensive line next year. You got some pieces. You need to add more pieces, and you need to see if it's this is like a trend. It's not like they haven't added pieces though. In the last five years, they've been drafting. <laughs> no, I disagree. The last couple years, I don't think they've had the pieces. This year, they do though. You have a healthy Saquon, you have Waller, and you have Hyatt right there. I mean, offensive line help. They've been drafting offensive line. Yes, it's for but, the past three to four but years. But they need more. They clearly yeah. need more. And you need to go into next year. This year's already a wash, in my opinion. Yeah. You need to go into next year and wonder, is this a trend? If this is a trend, then you need to consider moving on from Daniel Jones. So, and one other piece of quarterback news from this game, a guy who Uncle Sam was real big on was Drew Locke. Big cock Drew Locke. <laughs> big cock Locke. Who played excellent and also proved the point that Geno Smith is just a body because Drew Locke was really good in this game. Really good. What are you trying to say? That Geno Smith is not as, as good as people think he is? He's weekend at Bernie's. He's a corpse. That's it. You could stick anybody, HR Puffin stuff back there, to do the same fucking thing he's been doing. Let me check the waiver wire this, for this HR Puffin stuff. Brock Purdy argument right here. Oh, you God. Put anybody back there and they could fucking light it here up. Here we go. Zola. Put Daniel Jones behind, you, behind that offensive line of. Uh, Seattle, the way they've been playing, and my man would fucking be a goddamn Super Bowl winner. Would you like to do it now? No, we could wait till the end. We can wait till the end. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, well, let's say, let's let's because he brought his name up, he so I figured we up. might as well fit it in. He right brought here his name up, and, and and we'll let Uncle Sam hold the cards on this one. Would you like to talk about Dallas at San Francisco on Sunday night? I will. After the Dallas Cowboys obliterate Brock Purdy, well, we have to preview the game. That's a good. No, that's we a got big a game. couple other things that we need to talk about okay. prior to we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. We, let's we'll finish wait. up this game. Let's go through some of the news and trades. And uh, I want you to feel like you're a part of this. Shit. So if you want to talk about something, I want you to say uh, something. Right. If you want to talk about it later in the show, we'll wait. Yes, we will. Okay, God so bless. we're going to wait. Uh, outside of that, from this game, Noah Fant, two receptions, uh, 63 yards. DK Metcalf had a touchdown. Uh, no fan had a huge touchdown in that game. That he was didn't huge. score a touchdown. I, 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 huh? Oh, he was well, short at the one. Sorry, he was short at the one. It was, sorry, it was, it was Drew Locke's one, first play, I, I think, if I remember yeah. correctly. I truly, that was a great play by him. Uh, Lockett had a nice little game, four for uh, 54. Kenneth Walker, 17 for 79 and a touchdown. Uh, as far as the Giants go, like I said, Matt Breida led the team in receptions, five for 48. Uh, Wondell Robinson, five for 40. And uh, he Matt, was playing hard. I, I will say this: Brita was actually playing very hard in that yeah, game. But I, you can't fault his effort. You can't. He he was he was busting his ass trying to do as much as he could. Yeah. But you know, Bobby Wagner, dude, just continues to. Bobby just, Wagner just he, he's the age, ageless monster, dude. Two sacks and seventeen total tackles. I, I mean, are Bobby you Wagner. fucking kidding me? The guy is a fucking monster. And I can't believe that Seattle let him walk when they did last year. Oh, they got him I can't believe that for one minute. Pete Carroll needs to be punched in the dick for that one because that's just stupid. Stupid. That guy's been the heart and soul of that defense for more than a decade, and this this guy let him walk just because he doesn't want to pay anybody. Yeah. Amen. Hate that fucker. Uh, let's move on. We need to discuss the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. Um, Josh Jacobs came out today and had some things to say. Zola, what did he say? Yeah, he echoed what Devontae Adams said a couple weeks ago. So now your, your two biggest superstars on your team 
are, uh, are speaking out. And Josh, Josh Jacobs said, it's frustrating. We're an undisciplined team. You remember Devontae Adams said, I, I don't have time to waste to just sit around and, and be losing like this, amongst other things. And then another good one is uh, good old Marcus Peters, one of my favorite mouths, uh, liked a post from a Raiders blog on Instagram that was calling for Josh McDaniels to get fired. And then the uh, the cherry on top is there's a nice video that made the rounds in the early part of this week of uh, Chucky, Mark Davis, bull cut. Um, in SoFi, the suites sit low enough that you can fans could walk pretty much right by the owner's box, and a bunch of Raiders fans were walking by and saying, "You got to fire him! You got to fire McDaniel's! What are you doing? Sell the team!" And Mark Mark Davis fired back. He goes, "Smarten up!" He was in the video. He's going, "Smarten up! Smarten up!" And then he was pointing to security to get rid of the people. But people are fed up. They've caught on to it. Um, it's a three horse race. It's a three horse race. We got on one side we got matt eberflus on the other we got uh josh mcdaniels and then staring straight at him is brandon staley and i just don't know it changes every week the standings on who's going to get fired changes every week chandler jones was right chandler jones may have been on to you know everybody's talking about him being crazy i don't think he's crazy anymore (laughs) i i think i think josh mcdaniels is the devil you think josh honest to god i think he's the fucking devil uh, this, this guy knows shit, in, and I think we should talk to him before he winds up dead. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Aaron Fantasy. I want to talk to to Chandler Jones before you know he mysteriously winds up dead in a fucking cell somewhere. Well, I mean, yeah. What if there's some conspiracy where the Raiders are just well no, dropping what if it's old not players? Even Raiders conspiracy. It's a Josh McDaniels. It's a jo- Josh McDaniels is killing off old. That's why Aaron Hernandez is dead. Maybe. R.I.P. Josh McDaniels might be the one that killed. R.I.P. R.I.P. There he is. On the hall, on the wall of death. Shit. Wait, that was at one point that was Murderer's Row. Who? But we broke one it. of the pictures. By, by the way, Barstool did a, a top ten. Barstool did a top ten, or the part of my take guys did a top ten of of people wearing jerseys, and you don't want to fuck with them when they're wearing this jersey. And number one, Aaron Hernandez was on the list twice. <laughs> but number one on the list was that if you see someone wearing an Aaron Hernandez Florida jersey, don't fuck don't, with them. Don't go there. Don't go near them. Don't go there. I, shot. I'd have to agree with that. Um, okay, so right now, if we break down these three coaches, who do you think gets fired first? And who do you, sh- do you think should get fired first? So we're jumping ahead a little bit on the uh, on the countdown here, but I think it's going to be Eberflus. I it, think it is too. And it could happen. The, the rumors going around, it started with Peter King and some other national NFL writers are now echoing it. The rumor is right now that if not only if they lose, but if it's a bad showing tomorrow for the Bears in Washington, Eberflus doesn't make it back. And it he doesn't makes get sense. on the plane. It makes sense because maybe a Friday morning thing. Um, it makes sense because it gives them the time. You lock the doors Friday morning, and it gives them a little bit extra time to get their affairs in order before the next game. I think it's a little tricky because I thought they were coming off of a very good fields game, and right. their offense finally clicked, all things considered. Their defense is two weeks removed from a D coordinator that resigned, and it really doesn't have any pieces. Um, so I think it's too soon, especially with picks one and two coming in next year. Um, but right now I would rank them. Number one would be Eberflus. Number two would be Josh McDaniels. Number three would be Brandon Staley. It changes every week, though. Right. So right now I, the guy I think that's going to be gone is Eberflus. I agree with that. I, I don't think McDaniels is going anywhere. See, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going I anywhere. I think you're on something. They're, they're I still think paying coaches off that were there prior. 
That doesn't Mark, mean it won't happen this summer. Doesn't mean it won't happen. I, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. By the way, the Bears in their 100-plus year history have never fired a coach midseason. But sorry, Ooh. go ahead. Hopefully this is the first time. Well, maybe it is Staley then. Maybe uh, it's let, just going to be. Staley, listen. Out of all, all the of coaches us, that you've seen right now, it's Staley. Who's Staley. the worst one? Staley. 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 Staley's the worst coach. Staley. I think By we're far. all in agreement that Staley should be the guy that should go because he costs his team games. He's Correct. He's backed into his two wins, his other two losses. He cost the team the game. Correct. So Staley where, should be the one. Where I mean, obviously with McDaniels, it's uh, – I. I He's lost his guys. When you lose your locker room, you're in trouble. The odds of you fucking making it out of the year are slim to none. But I still think that they're so screwed right now that that it's going to ride out to the end of the year. Because Mark Davis is a weirdo, and he doesn't have the cojones to throw him out. No, so you I, want me to be? I don't think it has to do with the cojones. Well, I, I, I don't know what he, he is. He's one of those trans testicles, so who knows what he is, really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So I, <coughs> he's weird, but, you know, he's the kind of guy that's going to tuck it in. Woo, 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 woo. He pays like, for that haircut. Lambs, I can't but, get over that he pays for the, to have his hair look that way. Uh, anyway. It looks like when you say it tuck it in, do you mean his penis between yes, the Yes, he said silence uh, of the lambs. Anyway. It puts, it puts anyway, the lotion in the basket. We know that. <laughs> Put the lotion on its skin or yeah, you get the puts, hose again. It, it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. So <laughs> I I think at this point, uh, I don't think McDaniels is going anywhere, but it, it, oh. it looks to me, how is it that you're headed into week four and you've already lost your fucking team? I mean, completely. That, that, to me, you lost your two superstars are fucking coming out against you saying that your team is undisciplined and fucking not coached very well. I mean, this this is Denver all over again. This is when he lost his job in fucking Denver. It's only, it's only a matter of time. I don't know if it's going to be a midseason thing. I think it's going to be a... Uh... Because I'm with you, they're still paying old coaches. But when you're the yes. old, when you're the Las Vegas Raiders, you have piss money, um, and I know that the Raiders are a similar situation to the Cowboys, where their well and the Steelers is another great example. Their wealth is tied into the team, so yeah. it's a wealthy owner, but it's only as good as the team is. So I do think that I don't think it's going to happen mid-season, but I do think he's going to have an epiphany in the coaching hiring cycle right. and be like, I can't really deal with this anymore because this is going to be a full year of this. Yeah, Jimmy G is not the answer. Uh, Devontae Adams wants to go. You dropped the ball with the Josh Jacobs thing. Supposedly, he wants uh, out too. He wants out. Chandler Jones is locked up right now because he knows things. He's telling the truth. So, so I. It's only a matter of time. I just don't think the timing is this season. We're in agreement on Brandon Staley, though. I want that out there. Brandon Staley is the guy that deserves. We're talking about billionaires and and Mark Davis and everything. You know, I'd like to give a little shout out to MJ, Michael Jordan, who just uh, he sold a little bit of uh, his. Charlotte, whatever that was. He sold the enti- his entire the share guy's of the worth Hornets. Or, uh, Three billion. $4.5 billion right now. He's the highest paid athlete of all time. He's goaded. He's the GOAT. He's and he seriously is the GOAT. Amen. He joins yeah. the Forbes list of the 400 wealthiest people in America. Yeah. That's, our- that's an accomplishment for an African-American to be able to go on that list and, and punch everybody in the bunghole. With that, now I'm glad to see it. Amen. Yeah. I agree with you. Couldn't happen to a better guy. There's our NBA update for the year. Uh, yep. Moving on. 
Uh, let's get a little Go, news. Hold on. We we already did we already did enough Bears. Why don't we just do just try to predict Sunday night football or Thursday night football real quick? Why don't we okay. do that real quick? I'm well, good with that. I was gonna do news. Oh yeah, do news. We're gonna hit news. news. We gotta hit the news real quick. So I, we already talked about the Patriots. Uh, Judon and Christian Gonzalez both done for the. Judon is done for the year. Hate Christian that. Gonzalez. It looks like he's gonna be done for the year, and they traded for J.C. Jackson today. Um. Jamison Williams and uh, Mosley both expected to play this week and get worked in. Uh, Viatai is also going to be back, but it that's, does that's not. big. The Viatai thing is that big. is big. It yeah. does not look like Brian Branch will play this week. hasn't hasn't practiced. Yeah, I, I don't that's think fine. you need I'm him. Good. Let him sit. I don't Let think you rest. need him this week. If you get Kirby Joseph back, you got Melifamu. You got uh, you got uh, Tracy Walker. And it's it's good to get these other guys some experience. Yeah, it's very good. So very if, good going down the road. If Brian Branch can can be afforded a week off, which he can, mm-hmm. give him the week off. Yeah, and we'll talk more about Jamo's usage and stuff like that on Friday. Yeah, that fucking pisses me off. Uh, so the Broncos, the, the Broncos released Randy Gregory today. Uh, he was their. What's big, going on with that deal? Big splash in free agency. They're just giving uh, up before it's too late to give up. They paid a whole bunch of money for him. Uh, where yeah, do we played s- well? I I don't understand why. Because they put in a backup. Uh, I don't know the guy's name. The white guy. Uh, Biotina, I don't know, I don't know his name, but they put in a backup who helped change the game for them on Sunday. Their and, draft uh, pick from last year, yeah, the white ben, guy, Ben Benetetto, yeah, him, yeah, they got a, they drafted him out of Nebraska, yeah, like Randy Gregory. Yeah. Um, I think they're just giving up on Randy Gregory while they can. They're cutting, they're cutting the ties, c- cutting the money loose. They probably usually in these situations they try to trade these guys before it can happen, and they can't, and they want to get the money's off, the money off the books. Now, question for both you and Randy Gregory. Yep. Is there a team that you could think of that might need pass rushing depth, especially high end pass rushing depth, especially third down uh, passing down Gregory, depth? And this has happened since he was drafted. He can't stay out of trouble. He's always in some kind of trouble, whether it was smoking too much pot because he was suspended. I don't even know how many times for marijuana. And uh, it gets to a point where, you know, some of these guys become a cancer in a locker room. I believe this guy might be that uh, because Dallas gave up on him and Dallas picked him high. They gave up on him. Wait, hold on, hold on. He was going to sign in Dallas. Yes. And he got a similar contract, and then last second he pulled out and went to go to Denver. He got right. he got crazy money, and Dallas was going to yeah. pay him. Yeah, it was five years, $70 million. Yeah. yeah. That's piss money. Uh, yeah. Okay. I- I'm going to say this. There's a couple teams that popped into my mind when I was when this happened. Where's he? Where do you think he's going to wind up? Seriously. Where do I think he's going to wind yes. up? Yes. I think he's going to end up in Seattle. Really? I don't think so. Pete Carroll likes his young pass rushers. I don't think he'll. Yeah, but you have to. You know where I think he's going to go? Where? Philadelphia. Watch. You know what? Watch. It might just be crazy. That's 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 a good one. Sign all these (laughs) these pass rushers, and I I it's like the soup kitchen for aging pass rushers. Somehow Howie Roseman is going to fucking break out the checkbook and fucking cross his T's and dot his eyes, and he'll be a. Philadelphia Eagles. I, I also heard him linked to the Giants today, as well as Washington. But I think it's going to be when there's these mid-season releases like this because the, the contract doesn't matter. He's getting paid from the other team, and it's going to be a small deal or whatever. And I think when there's these mid-season releases, it tends to be a rich get richer situation. Right. I could see Philly. 
I could see even back to Dallas. I could see Kansas Seattle. City. I could see maybe Kansas City. I don't, I don't maybe, think they have Maybe Buffalo, Philly, San yeah. Francisco. And I could see the Lions going after. The me. other one I saw was the Lions in Baltimore. Those yeah. are the two that I saw. Baltimore is a great example. Who needs worse than Baltimore at this point? Baltimore needs pass Baltimore rush Baltimore needs pass yeah. rusher. Bad. bad. Even the Lions pass rushers are better than Baltimore's at this point. Seattle sounds great. Yeah, because Pete Carroll always takes flyers always. On, on these guys with character issues. Scumbag taking scumbag, and it and it never That's it never right. comes yeah, back they, to they hurt quiet, him. They, it they, never comes back to hurt him. They they can comprehend what each yeah. uh, each scumbag is right. Doing. It's a one so piece of shit. Yeah, one piece, piece of shit, shit to another. Right, and let's just smear it together. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shit Oreo. Yeah, of types. Uh, Cooper Cup. Was activated off of IR and Uh-oh. is expected to play this week against the Eagles. All you fantasy guys, get ready. Stafford it was also practicing today. Uh, two things. One, do we expect Cooper Cup to bounce right back into Cooper Cup form? Yes. Uh, no. I, um, I think a, ham- a hamstring is tough, and that's one of those things you got to ease into. And I think they're going to ease him into it. I think he's going to he's going to get some series here or there to work him in because he he wants to play this week. That doesn't necessarily like you got to get back back into game shape. And there's there's other things. And when you have a lower body injury, something in the leg, like a hamstring, like it takes time to work back into it. So I think it's going to take a second to be Cooper Cup, but I do think he's going to end up playing Sunday against the Eagles. Okay. Next, what does that mean for both Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell? Uh, who's well, the other if, one? If Van Jefferson. At, just at a quick roundups. So we'll talk about it more Friday. But. Higby. Yeah. 12 targets to Higby. go to, to Cup. Yeah, I mean, obviously it, it cuts into everyone's target share, but you have Puka right. Nakua, so you still have to find a way. And Stafford's always been good about this. Yeah. You still have to find a way to work them properly into the offense. And he he's, will. He's <laughs> not going to work Puka out, but obviously the target share is going to lower for sure, for, for certain. Um. Another big name, Jonathan Taylor's off of IR. They have not said when he will make his return, but he was a full participant in practice today. Well, I would say he's ready to come back. I think he ends up playing, but at that point, like, isn't all of the everything that's happened? It's all for nothing, correct? All the 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 stomping that he's done, but but in your, if you're Jonathan Taylor, you have to play to make your case to get traded. You have to so, show that you're healthy and correct. you're effective still. So you have and, to play. and you have to get paid. Yeah, you you think that he plays for the Indianapolis Colts? I do. Okay, I do think there's still going to be an active effort to trade him. He unless he gets injured, which is always a possibility at running back, it cannot hurt to play. Because no one's going to come after you if they don't know what you're capable of. No one's going to give up the assets that the Colts are asking for. And he comes for. in here and plays this week and fucking lights it up. Mm-hmm. Jim Irsay is going to look like a real asshole. Of course. But also, the Colts can afford to lose him. It's a good, yeah. time, it's a good time for them to lose him. If they can get the assets that they're looking for, by all means. And yeah. but, but then the counter is, like, what if he likes Shane Steichen all of a sudden? What if he likes playing with Anthony Richardson? What if he right. likes what he sees? And what if they get in the ballpark on the money? I don't think that part's going to happen. But there's a few what-ifs on all fronts, on the teams trying to acquire him front, on Jonathan Taylor's front, and then on the on like the the, the Colts' front. You know, there's a few plus he, factors. Plus he sticks to his guns and practices, and 
They don't play him. They had a walkthrough. That could damn well happen. They, no, they're going to play him because Shane Steichen wants him. They had a walkthrough today. It wasn't a full practice, but they're supposed to have a full practice tomorrow, and then we'll know. Okay. And then on top of that, if a player practices and they're activated and they're going to play, it means the media finally has access to them. Right. So he'll, he'll have to talk in the locker room tomorrow. It's a matter of how much he says, but if, he's, if he practices tomorrow, the media will have access and we'll hear from him for the first time in four months and get his side of things. Um. Moving on, the uh, Carolina Panthers have pretty much come out and said that they're actively looking for some wide receiver help, uh, which they so desperately need, in my opinion. Uh, who do we see as a good fit? Obviously, we I, know. I think they got young guys there. I, I don't. I don't know why they would. Well, maybe it's not necessarily a young guy that they want. I mean, real quick before we get deeper into this, well, let's go through this. It's Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo. Terrence yeah, all, Marshall all and LaVisca Chenault. None of them are hurt. No, but none of them are any good. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I don't Outside agree with that. Outside of... I think, I think Adam Thielen is a listen, solid number two. Adam Thielen... Right. Number two but means shit. Number, one. number right. two means shit. Also, right. Adam Thielen is... Chark, border- Chark is... When he's healthy, he's on. He's good. Adam Thielen is borderlining on the ghost of Adam Thielen territory. Okay. DJ Chark is a solid number three. No, I know. I, I don't agree with that. I, mean, I don't, I don't he's, agree. He's with a number three. That. I don't agree with that. I think they're two number twos, Thielen Correct. and Shark. I think they're both. You got Jonathan is a nice young receiver that they, they should be getting him the ball more, in my opinion. But I I don't I don't think receiver is a big issue for them. I, I don't know. Evidently, they think they need it. So who knows? Obviously, the Bears are trying to move on from Chase Claypool. Do we see that as a possible fit? It's Possible. not going to be in a trade, but yeah, I could totally see the Panthers. There, some things have come out since this Bears Claypool stuff. They're actively trying to trade him, and there's a, a working theory right now that no one wants to trade him, trade for him, because of the the character issues and the work ethic and all that. But I could see Claypool stumbling into a situation. He, I mean, he was effective two years ago, and he, could, he's could even shown it this year. As a New England Patriot here, real Chase thing? Claypool, one thousand yeah. yeah. percent. That, that was makes, the that, first that, that sounds that like a. A Bill Belichick move, if yeah. I've ever heard one. That and makes you know sense what? to me. It, it'll be, it won't last. It'll be like the Antonio Brown situation. He'll be there for two or three weeks, and he'll be gone. That's your shit or get off the pot moment. Correct. When the Patriots, the Antonio talk- Brown thing was different because at that point in time, well, at that point, that was when remember he punted the ball at somebody's face in the Raiders practice facility. And then the Raiders got rid of him, and he went to New England, Correct. and he was there for like three weeks, and then they got rid of him. Correct. And yeah, I don't that, even think he played a game as a Patriot, did he? No, he didn't. I don't think he played a game as a Raider. As a Raider, as a Raider, he did he play a couple games. He caught as a, a bomb as a Patriot. He yeah. caught a traditional okay. Antonio yeah. Brown TD pass as a Patriot. And so his most success was being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Well, I mean, he got the ring. until him and Tom Brady broke up. Yeah, oh. correct. Anyways, moving he's on. Banging his old lady. Uh so wait, you gotta you gotta you gotta chime in on this one because I haven't heard this yet. So the bills are on at nine thirty in the morning. Correct. And therefore, people in Buffalo who booze pretty hard, they're gonna want to be going to the bars and they're gonna want to be pregaming. But there's a law in New York that you can only serve liquor after a certain time on Sundays. So you know what's wild about that? When I went to the clock. Pa- I thought it was new. Well, yeah. When I went to the Patriots game last year, yeah. I was trying to get – we were tailgating. You know, that's here too. 
No, I, I think it's it's it was for the longest time. It's, it's changed here. It's changed. Oh, they got rid of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. but it's like that in Massachusetts too, because I had to wait in line at a grocery store till eleven o'clock to buy a case of beer. Yeah, yeah. So, the uh, I think it's the governor. I don't know who exactly, but there uh, there's a special license that people in Buffalo, bar owners in Buffalo, can apply for. To where they could serve pints at 8 a.m. while they wait for their team to come on an That's hour and right. a half later. It should Love be it. nice and shit face by noon. And in, in they should be swaying in the wind by noon there, Bruce. In Bill's you know news, what I mean? Von Miller is expected, to, or Von Miller is going to try and give it a go. He's off of IR. He's been there. He's been practicing. He's going to try and give it a go on uh, on Sunday in London. Angie already picked him up. I already went for him. He's already gone. But yes, that so that's interesting news. Love it. Shout out to the Yak guys. Go get a beer at eight in the morning. Yeah. Shout get out. A beer. Shout out. Cheers uh, to you guys. Your guys are uh, playing hard. You're looking good right now. Good luck to you. So Mike and Nico, good for you guys. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh. Until Josh Allen too. pisses it all away on you. Go ahead. Uh, Kenny Pickett supposedly has a bone bruise in his knee that it has him day to day right now. And I don't think he's playing it from no, what no, I've No, no, he's been practicing. Well, he's, he's been, been practicing. practicing. He says he's feeling better every day. It's looking optimistic that he's going to play. That's good. That's good. Uh, Friar Moose is going to miss at least a couple weeks with some sort of hamstring injury. That's um, not good. That isn't very good. But obvious, honestly, they have so many other issues right now on offense. I don't think they really. It's you know what? If I was them, I would let Kenny Pickett sit for a week or two and make sure he's good. Either way, if I was Mike Tomlin, I, I would put fucking Mitch Trubisky in there. And I would run the ball seventy-five times. <laughs> I, honest to God, just yeah. yeah, just keep just keep. Running. I would run the ball seventy-five times in that game, and maybe get the ball to Najee Harris and let him throw a couple of passes. That's what I would and do. And he can. That's pass. what I would do if I was him. Ruby Miles. Hey, hey! I watched the Tennessee Titans do it last week. They won. Uh, so obviously, there's a lot of backlash from the fans in Pittsburgh that want them to actively. Get rid of their was it offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Matt Canada. Um, and there's an interesting Twitter uh, Twitter occurrence with him this week. Uh, what did he have? They, so supposedly he started a burner, correct? Yeah, there's there's someone hyping up Matt Canada and the Steelers offense on Twitter, and you can look like you can. It's partially redacted. Um, but you can look to chase where the email is going to, and it looks like it's it started with the letter M, some stars, some stars, at starts with the letter S, and it literally could spell out Steelers.com. So it could easily – it's just a theory whenever there's burner accounts. The only good one ever was Kevin Durant. That was the best one. But um, there's a theory that Matt Canada is running a Twitter burner and hyping himself up and – and saying the Steelers shouldn't fire him, and this is the problem. But it sounds like Mike Tomlin's pretty committed to them. Uncle Sam, do you think that these problems are going to be solved in Pittsburgh in, in time for them to maybe make a run at a playoff no. spot? No. I think they're From doomed. what I've seen, no. I think, I think they're doomed. I just think Kenny Pickett isn't that good. Um, and, and there was I, a lot of overselling there. I don't think Pickett is the real issue, to be honest. Yeah, their <laughs> offensive line I, doesn't I help. I still think their offensive line. If you look at Pittsburgh in their heyday, what did they do? They played defense and they punched you in the mouth. Yeah. And for some reason, they're trying to go to this, oh, we're going to fucking throw the ball all over the field type thing. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're getting out of what, what, what led them. 
to their success, and I think that's a mistake. I don't think that any team should do that. Now, I'm not saying that they should just line up and run the ball 50 times, 60 times a game, but you have to have them respect it. And, and if you can't get that, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, I would say the receiving cores, without Deontay Johnson, they don't have a guy that runs real clean routes. So they don't have that guy to get them that first down every time they need it. You got the explosive guy, but you don't have the guy that's your your bell call guy. Like it, like if you look at Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin is that guy that moves the chains. Evans is the explosive guy. Godwin is that guy that makes that big catch when you need it. They don't have it. They don't have it. But they have two really good tight ends that they don't use enough. And I blame the offensive coordinator for that. I, I totally believe that Matt Canada, it's his ass because he can't design a system around what he has. You're supposed to design a system to, to, to get those players that play for you their best way to, to be successful. And if you can't do that, you need to get the fuck out. So you, you hit the nail on the head for me. Um, the Steelers have historically been America's Big Ten team. And their identity is pounding the football. And so much has to go right to effectively run the football. Number one, you need five different pieces on the offensive line. Number two, you need the running back. And number three, you still need a respectable pass game because if they have to respect the pass game, they have to respect the run. And I just think that we've seen enough of a body of work with Pittsburgh at this point that when when there's running game issues, they get fixed. If you have the capabilities to fix them, they get fixed. And I just feel like it would have been fixed by now, and the fact that it hasn't, unless there's injury issues, of course. And I just think well, the they fact ran the that ball it really well last week. You say what you want to say, they did run the ball well. Najee Harris was a monster last week, but they only scored six points. That's the problem. That's the problem. And what does that attest to? That attests to their offense being predictable, and your offensive coordinator not utilizing the fucking pieces that he has at at the time. And and that's. You know, I know Johnson's not there. I know that's a big part of their deal. But you got two, you, well, you had, because now Fryermuth is hurt. You got a fucking tight end that's that's off the chart athletic. You need to start using this guy. Not just as a blocker. You need to start sending that guy downfield and, and actually targeting him. So if you can't figure that out as an offensive coordinator, you know, you can't. I, I was watching Pete Carroll, and I, I, I'm not a big, big Pete Carroll Carroll guy. I, I am. I, I think he's a fucking scumbag. But I watched a play last week with Geno Smith where they had they had started the ball going one way, come back the other way, and there was three guys wide open. Why can't this guy fucking do the same kind of thing? A little rollout, move your quarterback a little bit so you're not going to get him fucking killed, and, and actually move the pocket a little bit. And these guys... and, and it, I can't see why any offensive coordinator in this league cannot copy what other guys do. It's bullshit because everybody copies each other. Okay, so let me let me answer that. It goes back to what I said very early on. I just think we were oversold on Kenny Pickett, and he's not that good, and maybe that's why they're not able to do it. And an I, injured I still Kenny think Pickett, Kenny Pickett is better than some of these quarterbacks in this league. Is he better than Brock do think, Purdy? Do you think uh, – don't even go there because you're not going to like the answer. Do you think he's better than Geno Smith? <laughs> I think he could be. Yeah. I think he yeah. could be. Honestly, I just think they're both like C-tier quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know what? If you put Kenny Smith 
on Seattle's team throwing to fucking the monsters that they got back there, I bet you you would see a different guy. One thing Kenny Pickett did really well in college is he was a good prototypical pro-style passer. He had Jordan Addison. He had Jordan Addison for a right. couple years, and, and Jordan Addison isn't Jordan Addison without Kenny Pickett. And they right. had some other pieces too. Pitt, Pitt had some great things. Um, but I'm, I'm with, I just think that there's just not – there's not a lot of flash to a Steelers offense that historically doesn't have flash. Right. And if you don't have much going, I think that's the yield right now. I, that's, I, that's, I think only so a, much that's blame. That's that guy's job to get that shit together. It's his job. Matt Canada, it's your job to get that together. That's your job is to make that offense, make them to a point where you're going to set these guys up to succeed. Because if you don't, you don't need to fucking be there. Go ahead. And you're lucky it. that your head coach is fucking backing you is up. Is it fixable? Because if I was him, I'd have threw you out already. Uh, so I, I think he's got he's got to go. And then then I don't want to blame Kenny Pickett. I don't want to say Kenny Pickett's not a, a not a good quarterback. This is the thing. Big Ben looked like Big Ben wasn't as good as I think that the Steelers made him either. They they had different coordinators over those years. Guy, I, guys that they got to get rid of were good offensive coordinators. They've got to get rid of Canada. But I don't think it's a lost cause. Like, I think Kenny Pickett will eventually work out. I think Najee Harris will eventually work out. But there's so much talent there, they've got to find a way to make it work. They've got to find a way to make it work. It's all, it's all design. It's all design. It's all execution. And you got to fucking – and that's what Mike Tomlin's known for is execution, dude. So he's got to get these guys together, dude. Uh, speaking of offensive coordinators, I want to talk about a play that Philadelphia has kind of – uh, trademarked in a way. I, I don't like it. You're going to ask me? <laughs> All right. Here we I go. Do not like it. Uh, the tush push and or brotherly shove. What do I, you like better, the what? tush push or the brotherly shove? Well, I have my own game of tush push. But anyway, um, I don't like Have you also participated I, I don't in a few like brotherly it. shoves? I don't like it. I don't like the play because in, in back in the day, that play oh, God, was outlawed. That's why teams don't do that shit no more. But since they said it was okay that they're <laughs> trying to bring this back, you see other teams trying to do it, and they can't do it successfully. I get it. But you know what? I, I don't like it. Just, just, there's nowhere that doesn't need to be in this game. You have a very good quarterback, very good why, running back. Why, doesn't, why was it outlawed? Why should it be outlawed? Why do you think it Because it I think be guys outlawed. are going to get hurt in that pile. I think you're going to start seeing fucking injuries in that pile. When these guys are getting low, I see guys shooting for other offensive players' legs. I see offensive guys shooting for defensive players' legs. I don't like it. I don't fucking like it at all. I disagree with you. If you're good enough okay. to do it, fucking do it. And I, you know what? I'm shocked you said that because it's Philadelphia that did it. And if, if he really is disagreeing with it, that means he actually doesn't like it. So I don't like it. In, I, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not kidding. I, I know what you're saying from the injuries, and that's why it was outlawed. I understand that. But the, but here's my thing. The people that are most for it are the people that run it. It's Philly's offensive line. It's their quarterback. It's whoever goes in to do the push and the running. Those are the people that are the one. They're like, we don't care. Yeah, they're, they're pro with it. it right now until Kelsey fucking retires next year. And then tell me if they're going to do it. Well, Kelsey's replacements yeah. playing to the right it of them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When he's gone and he's got to be in the middle of that line and you're the catalyst of that, Yeah, you'll see. It'll all fucking change. So I'm I'm indifferent. I don't understand why people like Uncle Sam are up in arms, and I don't understand why. I mean, the, the opposing defense is like, yeah, it's bullshit, but I, it's a I good played, play. I, I played nose tackle, 
and I don't like guys fucking shoving in my legs. It's fair. I never like guys going at my knees. Never like that shit. Low guy wins. Get it. I get it. I don't think it's as much. I don't much... like guys shooting down and trying to hit your knees. I don't think it's as much. I mean, it's a goal line play, so I don't think it's as much chop blocking as it is like the controversy of people don't like the quarterback or whoever getting shoved. It goes back to Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart in 2006 at, at Notre Dame. Just the just the edge you get from that. And, hey, if you want right, to outlaw you that, the, that's you fair. Got your, you got your center and your two guards. You got your quarterback. Then all of a sudden you got two tight ends. You got two tight ends behind you, fucking pushing you forward, beside him pushing himself forward. I, I just think that I don't if you're them two guys in the middle of that defensive line, you're getting smashed. And and, and they're driving them two, three, four yards off the ball. And it ain't, ain't, ain't like it's a couple of inches. They're fucking pushing them back hard. And I, and I think them guys on the inside, they, they get enough of a beating. They don't need that, too. That's bullshit. So you're, neg- you're, I, you're I'm anti I, and I you and I like are it. pro? Do you think I'm, it gets outlawed? Do you think it gets outlawed? I think they should. I don't I think, think it's going to Do you think it gets outlawed? I don't know. I don't know. If enough teams complain about it, I believe it'll get outlawed. All it's going to take is somebody to get hurt. Somebody to get hurt, and then it's going to get fucking out. I think the team's complaint isn't that it's not the pain. It's it, their complaint would be, well, we can't stop it. And and these guys are competitors at the end of the day. So when you tell them they can't stop it, the, the, the recipe to stop this is you don't put them in a situation where it's fourth and one or, or third and one or whatever or go, goal line on the <coughs> inch line. That's what the teams or the defenses or, or any normal head coach is going to argue that back. The injury element is one thing. I can't give you more on that until we see Here, here's more what's on that. Happen. You're going to get some defensive lines in there, and that offensive line is going to do that. You're going to start seeing guys lose their cool on the line of scrimmage, that are, that are are getting put back, and they don't like that shit. And this is going to start. It's going to start getting physical when this is a going into the playoffs because it happened a few times last year. It got physical with teams trying to fight back on that. You know, but then you're going to have this is what you're going to have. You're going to have defensive players diving over the top of the line to get to the offensive guys. This is what's going to happen. And you're not supposed to do that anymore, but you're going to start seeing that. Watch. Alrighty. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't, they, I don't like it. I, I think they should do away with it. It's going to be interesting to opinion. see what they do with it uh, going forward. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's preview the Thursday night game right now while we're, uh, while we're, well, we're here. Uh, wow, it's a it's a hard one to because this swallow. is the worst primetime game of the year so far. I think it could be competitive unless the unless the Commanders are that team that that showed up last week. Unless you know the, yeah, they're taking steps and they're continuing to get better. Um, so the Bears are heading to Washington to play the Commanders. Uh, Washington is a five and a half point favorite in this oh. game. Uh, the over under 46 and a half. And I mean, let's be real here. If we look at both of these teams, they have shown at times that they can put up some serious points. I mean, last week in the loss, Chicago put up 28 against Denver. Uh, they put up 20 against green Bay. So I think that 20 margin is probably a pretty good spot for Chicago. I agree. Uh, and Washington at times this year, when that offense has, has actually clicked, it wasn't bad. When they beat Denver, they put up 35. They beat Arizona, right. they put up 20. 
Uh, they put up 31 last week against a Philadelphia defense that's extremely highly touted. So what are our thoughts going into this game? And then as well, we need to pick our we need to make some picks. You know who's been eating pretty well lately for the for the Washington Commanders? Are you going to say Curtis Samuel? No, on, oh. the, on the defensive side of the ball. A one Chase Young is starting to he's starting to catch back on a little bit, and I'm wondering if he ends up being the uh, the one that puts down his old buddy Justin Fields and puts the old dog out to pasture. Uh oh, uh oh, what do you think? Chicago. If they can come out and put toward the effort they put out last week, this could be a really fun game to watch. Uh, so this is my thoughts on this game. I think that you're starting to see a Washington's I think Washington at two and two right now is really interesting because there's a lot of pieces that that look like they're getting ready to flourish, right? Like McLaurin hasn't had that great of a year thus far catching the ball, right? He had a good game. He had a good game last week. He had a nice game last week, but Curtis Samuel too, a guy who's just getting started. Dotson. I think Brian Rob Jahan Dotson. I think Brian Robinson <laughs> has potential to to push into like that top seven or eight category at running back by the time this year's over. I really think that. Again, Sam Howell needs to needs to do a better job of protecting the football. But I like Washington's defense. I think Washington makes pretty easy work of this game. The, if they wow. play, if they play Chicago, the way that they played Philadelphia last week, right? They have to play that. You, kind you of need football. to remember that Philadelphia last week, their defense, the back end of their defense right now is a bunch of guys. Can I ask you a question? Second and third string. Hold on. Guys. Are the second and third string secondary players for <clears throat> Philadelphia? Worse than whoever the Bears are putting out there. Probably not. Okay. Next question. So I, I don't think this. I don't think this is going to be a game. Um, I'm going to take Washington minus five and a half. The over under changed a little bit in the last two minutes. Somehow it's 44 and a half now. Uh, and I'm going to take the over in this game. I think that both teams will be able to score a decent amount of points. I think Washington ultimately will is is. Oh wait they a minute! Win this game by a Chicago come out inspired that they might lose inspired because they might lose their head coach. And that's, put together some kind of miraculous game. That's here. that's my argument. They're coming off their best game of the year. Right. Their quarterback caught on for the first time in a right. while. Um, I think they got like a tad bit of good juju going their way. And this, in my opinion, even though the commanders beat the Broncos, I think this is a slightly worse team. Now, I'll say this much. They're going to be fired up, the commanders fans, because they have and been all home. year. And they're at home. It's a primetime game. Yep. I, I like the thought of FedEx field in the dark, but... I think when you're coaching for your job, we've just seen more often than not that the team t tends to perform. I'm going to take the commanders straight up. I like the over in this game, I surprisingly. Do I do too. I think the Bears cover the five and a half. Okay. Really? I, I'm the same. I feel the same way he does. I'm going to take the commanders to win, but I think I think Chicago covers. I, listen, I have faith in I, – I watched that Philadelphia-Washington game yesterday, last week pretty, pretty closely. I like the way Washington played. I'm going to go Washington all the way here. Their defensive line is no joke. Here's the thing. All right, just like you said, Eberflus is, is coaching for his life, right? right. The Bears are 0-4. The, the, the bleeding has to either stop or it's going to get real, real 
real bad. I, I think they keep this game close. It's going to either be like, you want to know what? It's going to either be the Monday night game or it's going to come down to a field goal. I'm willing to bet that it's going to be more like the Monday night game than it will come down to the field goal. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with this. Okay. Um, okay, and, and real quick, because we didn't definitively definitively get through this. If the Bears lose, are are we are we good to say that Eber Eber loses his job? It depends how they lose. Um, I think it take it blown out. I think he's gone. You're asking the wrong person because I'm the only human on the planet that's been low on the Bears from day one and thought that they were talent depleted from day one and thought Fields was horrible from day one. So you're asking someone that doesn't really. I still thought the Bears were in rebuilding mode. I didn't see them winning the five or six games that everyone thought they would win. So I, I agree with that part of it. I don't know. I, I think Eberflus kind of had to back into Justin Fields. He wasn't the coach that drafted him. True. And I think that they – I don't know you if he's a You think they're going to give him a chance then? They, they're not going to because their fans are up in arms and it's just a disaster there. Um, but I think yeah, they should. Yeah, but I think it's wrong to take it out on a coach that's – Basically, a first-year coach over there, and he's trying to play the hand he was dealt. I mean, yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I, I wouldn't fire him. I think he's going to get fired. But again, it goes back to that history. It's got to be like repetitively bad. Yeah, it's for it's the McCaskies get really to move on because that him. family has owned the team forever, <clears throat> and they have never fired a coach in the middle of the season. I think right. that's that's pertinent information. I think they're bad owners. And I, I will say this about Eberflus. He's not an asshole like Josh McDaniels that I've seen or that we've heard of. I mean, the only one that's come out and said they're not agreeing with the coach is Claypool, and they told him to fucking stay home, which I would have done the same thing if I was them. But, I mean, your you're superstars on that team ain't, well, whatever you want to call a superstar on that team, are not coming out saying coaching is the issue. So, so we're not sure, essentially, is what we're saying. We're not sure. Okay. We're not sure. But I'm assuming that he's not an asshole like Josh McDaniels. So the funny thing about this is the Bears hold the first two picks in next year's draft. And as we saw last the first week, two. the first they have two. Carolina's pick. Those two teams are both 0-4. Right. Correct. So as of right now, they have pick one and pick two in next year's draft. So, as we all know. And with the, hey, pick one and two without even fucking... You're, you don't even have to move up. You don't have to give anything up. The old-fashioned way. Fucking, Pick one and two the old-fashioned way. the Texans way. did and not have to move up. Exactly. That's awesome. Now, the Jeffersons, you mean. You said the, I think you said, did you say the Jetsons or did you say the Jeffersons? I think you said the Jetsons. The Texans. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Jeffersons moving no, on up. Texans. Oh, I thought they, you said they got the, the first two too. picks back to back. Ooh, I'm off. And, and they had to give they had to give some shit up to get it. Now, obviously, there's been a ton of talk about how Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick in next year's draft. Well, here's the problem with that. Do you give up on Justin Fields now? Well, here's if the, you're there. There's a if bigger problem with that. There's a bigger problem with that. Caleb Williams won't play for the Bears. I'm sorry? Caleb Williams doesn't want to play do, for do the Bears. Do you know Bears. what's going on with Caleb Williams? No. Caleb Williams recognizes everything that's going on with him right now. First things first, I, I've... I've watched a lot of college football this year. I'm ashamed that I've only gotten to watch Caleb Williams for about a a, a, a game and a half, a, <clears throat> a, like eight, six total quarters. He's going to win the Heisman again. He's gonna he's gonna do the damn thing. Do I think he's the best quarterback ever? No, 
but he is very, very good. And I'll tell you, there's one play that I want to break down real quick, which I think sets Caleb Williams apart from a lot of quarterback prospects. When you're seeing tape, like you'll see, there's things that you see. You see him make a big throw. Like I don't want to see the, the guys make throws. I want to see the things that you you have to really watch hard on game film that makes him stand out. There was a third and like six in that game at the end of the first half last week. And play broke down completely. And he's running all over the place back and forth. He's running back and forth. And if eventually it's got it's to the point where he can run for these six yards, no question, probably get 25. But what sets Caleb Williams apart is he's waiting for one of his guys to get open downfield, and they did, and it led to a massive touchdown. And that's what sets him apart. And I'm watching him, and I think he's the real freaking deal. I think Caleb Williams is as advertised. He's everything and, and more. That being said, as we know, it's all unless you're a transcendent talent, it's always situational in the NFL. And if he goes to a bad situation, it's not going to be good for him. So what is he trying to do? The John Elway? So there's, there's I don't two, want to play for twofold. That? And it's it, there's other precedents. Eli Manning pulled it with the Chargers. There, right. There's a precedent for it. They thought Joe Burrow was going to pull it. He didn't. But, um, yeah, so his father's spoken out. So he's got two incentives. No, incentive number one. He's thinking of staying in school because he can make just as much money in NIL as he would on a rookie contract if he stays in school, number one. Number two, he said there's five teams, and, and this was this is a rumor, but it's a rumor that may have come from his father who's been very vocal. There's five teams that he would play for. He played for the Cowboys. He played for the Raiders. He played for the Vikings. He played for the Giants. He played for the 49ers. He played for one of those five Well, guess teams. what? Two of those teams, he might be fucking coming out and playing for two of those teams. Maybe. I, I, I truly think that if the Raiders keep going to where they are, they won't, they won't win another game. You know? And as far as the Giants go with Danny Ballgame, Danny Ballgame got Brian Dobble ready to fucking punch him right now. He might be out of there, too. I think the Raiders would be out of, out of that list of teams. I think, like... I think, like, the sexy factor, that's the best fit for Caleb yes, Williams. But here's the bad part. Who's going to be there by the time he's drafted? That, well, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a question down the road, Adams and this could all change. Adams will be gone. Jacobs is right behind him. And what, is this, what kind of weapons is this well, guy going to have? here's the other thing. Henry Ruggs? If you're Chicago, are you going to – I, I mean, obviously Chicago can't take him, right? I don't know. I, I think that there's there's a process. There's a draft process. Now these guys can wait until the last possible second to pull out of the draft process. And I think they're going to go through the process, and maybe things change. Maybe they're like, here, here's our plan for you. Here's our new head coach. I, I, this is I the building he, that we're building. He's coming out. I don't see any guy. I think he comes okay. out. I, I, think, I think he ends up coming out. Yeah. Um, I could see the scenario where he doesn't, but, it, I mean, it wouldn't make sense not to come here, out. Here's the thing. The way it's set up now, if you – shit to bed and pick a bad quarterback now these days you're not out anything you can you can be in and out within a year and you can have it fixed back in the day when you made a bad pick at quarterback a la cleveland browns all those years with their bad picks it set the fucking franchise back five years no yeah and I, I i don't think you see that as much anymore any as you do as you did back the way it used to be structured. Yeah, no, they were absolutely. So if I was I mean, stupid and drafted Dak Prescott and been paying him all this money 
and and the guy doesn't fucking win anything, dump him. Dump him now. Don't fuck around. Dump him and move on. Dump him and move on. Okay, so hypothetically, now let's 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 change gears here a little bit. Let's say that the, they do they do own the number one overall pick, right? Chicago. Yes. Is there some and the number two overall pick? Right. <laughs> who who do we think? Who are those guys that are going to end up there? People have been pegging Caleb Williams and then Marvin Harrison, who I, he's having a horrible, not a horrible year. Marvin Harrison's a great player. He's not having the number two overall pick year. The receiver that stands out to me in college football is Keon Coleman, former Michigan State guy who's at Florida State right now. That guy looks extremely pro-ready, and that's a guy that I would want on my team. Um, but, I mean, there's a scenario. I don't fear Marvin Harrison as much. I don't really care about receivers, but – as a Lions fan in the division, I'd be shitting my pants if Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison ended up here at one and two. That'd be yeah. that'd be a big get. Caleb Williams would be a big get for the Chicago Bears. I can hey, see the scenario help, where he says our division. If these guys get it straight, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen in Green Bay. Jordan Love might shit the bad end of the year. I don't I don't well, want hopefully, help hopefully in the he division. Doesn't. I don't want help in the division. I'll tell you to give you two names that didn't need the help in their division. Tom Brady prayed on the AFC East for a decade and a half while it was yeah. disgusting. And then Aaron Rodgers prayed on this division for a decade Brett. with some really bad teams. I don't want and the Brett division Favre having any too. help. Brett, Brett Favre, Favre did too. too. Brett Favre did too. Yeah. I don't want this division to have any help. And is, is Caleb Williams what sets the Chicago Bears over? No. They would need a lot of other factors to go along with it. And he could flop there with the, if it's the wrong situation. It could totally happen. Right. That being said, that would be a – he's the, he's the I, biggest I think the quarter. Chicago Bears have a nice young core of players. I yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, it's my opinion. I think they have two Wait, well, running hold on. backs. Not entirely agree, but, yeah, they got they, they started on their offensive line. They got their oh. running backs going. Cole Komet's a good block tight end. They started on their defensive line also. They're, yeah, they're, they're working some things in, but but there still needs to be a little bit more juju. But Caleb Williams is a great start. He's high-priced defensive talent on their defensive side of the ball. He, Caleb Williams. Ray Edmonds, TJ, uh, the kid from the film. TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards, that they're paying a shit ton of money to both of those guys. Listen, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback prospect, or he's going to be the most talked about since Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck, I mean, you, you can argue. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. You can you yeah. can make the argument one way or another. I, no, Caleb Williams is bigger than Trevor Lawrence because Caleb. He's better than Trevor Lawrence. I do, I do. I think he's better as a player. Michael Penix is good. Michael Penix is outstanding. Fair, but Caleb Williams is literally going to do the damn thing for the second year in a row for the first time in 50 years. He's he's going to win the Heisman. Unless he gets injured, he's going to win the fucking Heisman again. It's going to happen. He's that good. Does that mean USC goes on to No, it's a whole other story. I don't think that happens at all. Uh, but regardless, I, I think Caleb Williams is the real deal. Yeah. And whoever gets him, whether it be this year or next year, is going to be getting a good player. Yet? No, down the road. When they play Oregon, and we'll see. Down the road, and in Utah tends to give USC fits, and Washington. Washington will give USC great fits. Anyone that could score, Colorado did it last week. Anyone that could score is going to give UFC fits. If you could score, Michael Penix did to Michigan State. He's done it three times to Michigan State. He did it twice at Indiana to Michigan State, Um, and he did it to Michigan too. That's why I like him. I mean, he's great. He's not. He changes schools and hasn't missed a beat. He's actually better now than he was at Indiana. Because I think he's got some experience now. Uh, so the, my favorite guy right now in college football, yeah, hands down, Kool-Aid McKinstry. 
I'm sorry? The Lions need Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's a corner out of Alabama. His legal name is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Can't go wrong there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kool-Aid McKinstry. He's one of the few guys on their defense that have actually shown up this year, too, when he's healthy. Literally, Kool-Aid McKinstry. They got Love a big it. game coming up this week. They lose this game. They go 0-2 in their deal. Uh, well, let's. Well, I I have a whole slew of college talk outside okay. of Caleb Williams. I want to do, I want to do a quarter of the year. Well, it's almost halfway in college football, but I want I want to yeah. talk about mock drafts soon and in prospects. I want to talk about the playoff. I want to talk about Michigan. Um, we but, might need to we might need to incorporate a college show here at some point. Uh, but yeah, I'm down. Uh, as far as far as today goes, do we want to touch on Jerry Jones? comments about sunday night football game yeah let's let's do it let's do it quickly and briefly so we don't spoil friday but jerry jones had some things to say about the cowboys versus 49ers sunday night game and he said that the super bowl goes through san francisco zolo do you have more on that the super bowl goes through san francisco it goes without saying they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now Can I give you some Brock Purdy real quick? We do Let's some, go. The Brock Purdy. I'm, I'm tired of hearing. You about can plug that. your ears. <laughs> Feel free to plug your ears. So, Brock Purdy. Also, shout out to Dark Lumen. Uh, here is your 49ers talk. Uh, no, they are not going to re-sign Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Brock Purdy has now won nine straight regular season starts, which has only happened six other times in NFL history. Um, so he's going for win number 10 um, in their first or second season in the league. Uh, it happened with John Elway, who started with 10 back in 1984. It happened with Peyton Manning, who had 11 in his first or second season in 1999. Dak Prescott in 2016. Lamar Jackson in 2019. What's up? Yeah. He, they were Manning bad. won three games. This Colts were year. bad. Their next year, all of a sudden, they were world beaters, though. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 11 in 2019. Do you know this guy? His name's Dan Marino. He no, won 14 between 83 and 84. Greatest quarterback ever played the game. And then Ben Roethlisberger had that 15 in 04 and 05 and route to a Super Bowl. So Brock Purdy's in some pretty elite company there in terms of... Uh, Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl as a rookie. Yeah, Brock Purdy went to a championship game as a rookie. He just got injured. He didn't finish it. Nothing? No, re- no rebuttal? What do you think of... Uh, <clears throat> What do you think? Dan, of, Dan Marino's the greatest quarterback ever played in the NFL. Does does Pardon. Niners Cowboys have that big game feel to you? It should. They're playing for uh, what second place in the division? Uh, no, I think it's yeah second place in the NFC, the conference. Well, in their division. Well, the Eagles would have to lose a game, and the Eagles have a challenging one this this week against the Rams, considering how the Eagles have played. All right. Um, that being said, I, th- to me, this does have the well, big Frisco's game feel. Frisco's in first place, mm-hmm. right? And it's San Francisco and Philly are four and zero and four. Correct. And then you got Dallas is three and one. Mm-hmm. I'm Correct. not mistaken. Dallas is three and one. Dallas needs this game more than San Francisco does. Okay, but it, I don't think it's about need right now, right? I think this is right now. This. Oh yeah, because you're jockeying for position right listen, here. Listen, it's the number one team in the NFC right now versus the number three team in the NFC right now. Three four. Fringe three four. Uh, I think it's one and two. You think Dallas is better than Philadelphia? I, I, at this point, I would say they're better. Dallas is better than Philadelphia. I think they're better. What the fuck happened to him today? What? I I think at this point, Dallas might be a better 
team than Philadelphia. A better coach and better quarterback team better than Philadelphia. I think if they it's played Sunday, coached, I think if they played Sunday, Philadelphia's waxing Dallas's ass. I d- I don't. I think I wow. think I, I think, think Dallas, Dallas is winning that. Hard. I think Dallas is winning that. I still think Philly's going to come on at some point and they're going to change everything. But it, Dallas, this is your test for you. Where where is? It's not about Brock Purdy. Not about the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, it is about Brock Purdy. Yes, no, it is. No, it's because not. if Brock Purdy can stand in there against that Cowboys front and win that fucking game, you can't argue this anymore. Well, guess what? If Brock Purdy can go out there and look the way, what was that kid's name for the Cardinals? Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah, with his eyebrows shade off. Shaved He's got off. fucking alopecia. Uh, They're not shaved off. There, <laughs> if he comes in there like that fucking guy <laughs> and and... And runs all over them, I'm gonna be like, oh shit. I listen. I, I think I also, think San Francisco's defense is so good, front end to back end, that they're 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 gonna be just about anybody. What in the division? Listen, there's what a reason why. I, I, I said this I'm all last my week, and you sat game. there and What's told the line me on that game? we're not doing picks right now. What's the line? We're not we're, doing picks we're, right we're now. We're picking that Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Don't give it all I'm, away. I'm going to take it right also, now. Also, uh, Dark Lumen chimed in and said that Joe Montana is the greatest of all time, not Dan Marino, like you Who's said. Who's fucking Dark Lumen? Somebody in the chat. Tell him to identify Listen himself. Identify yourself, bud. <laughs> Dan Marino's the greatest quarterback ever played. You, hey, I think, honest to God, I think you have early onset dementia. Why? Because you you are the Joe things Montana's you say. perfection. I said Joe Montana is is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. He's perfection. Four and Can you even fucking believe this? Four and and in Super Bowls. Okay. I said here last. I think Dan Marino, as far as quarterback play goes, is the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Okay. Also, I sat here last week and said how San Francisco had the best defense in football, and you told me I was wrong that it was Dallas. I thought Dallas's defense at that time was playing better until Josh Dobbs carved them up and spit them out. Uh, shout out to Angie. Mike Vick did indeed have that dog in him. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways. So. What? Nothing. Um, so Travis Kelsey in his podcast today came out and gave an update I, on. Uh, I, I don't ever want to hear his name again. Well, tr- he came out today. He can go fuck and he himself. Had, <laughs> yeah. He had a statement to make on the uh, the uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift drama on his own drama with Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't care. Uh, he said that the NFL's overdoing it a bit. You think? And he's part of it. So he's part of it. That's horseshit. He's the one fucking. Pumping the jab. He's the one fucking putting all this out there. He is a, a fucking sellout. You sellout. Uh, so the NFL also came out with a statement of their own. Uh, <laughs> the NFL also came out. Oh, did you see Aaron Rodgers referred to him as Mr. Pfizer in an interview with Pat McAf- McAfee the other day? <laughs> He's oh, right. Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, yeah, Pfizer. You know how I many people Pfizer's killed? <laughs> that emergency alert today, by the way, was supposed to. They were using the five. I was vaccinated. It was supposed yeah, we to were use, supposed to turn into zombies. I'm, today. Su- I'm supposed to turn into a zombie, yeah. and I got a hankering for brains. Yeah, that's all I gotta yeah. say. What everybody who got everybody who got the jab today when they did that emergency alert is supposed to turn into a zombie. So 
You that's know, why, that's I don't know what any it. of that means. Anybody, you, all all I know is phone? this: when young people he has an Android, take vaccines, they're fucking dead. Fucking right, a couple we're days not going later, down here. We're not, not going down here. All right, we're not going to go there, but it is what anyways, it is. Uh, so the NFL, after they changed their Twitter profile picture, or Twitter header to Taylor Swift, and then put the Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties in their bio, uh, they came out and said, we frequently change our bios and profile imagery based on what is happening in and around our games, as well as culturally. The Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey news has been a pop cultural moment that we've leaned into in real time as it's an intersection of sport and entertainment, and we've seen an incredible amount of positivity around the sport. Whatever. Whatever. You can't deny that. You're a whore. You can't deny you can't. <laughs> Okay. A money, money grabbing whore. Who, Taylor Swift or no, Travis Kelsey? He's, NFL. NFL. he's talking about the NFL, yeah. But well, that's just business, crazy, though. <laughs> I mean, what it is. By the way, the Uncle Swifty's going to come after me now. Uncle Sam, um, Z, Z says we should give you some milk. Z in the chat. Shout out to Z. Who? Z. What did he say? He said, hey, give Uncle some Sam milk. some milk. Milk, why? In, in re- I think it was in reference to the uh, you saying that Dan Marino was the greatest of all time. He is. He is. I seen him play. Did he see him play? Do you? Did he see Dan Marino play? Z, when you're I've ready, let Dan us Marino know in the play. chat if Dan you've Marino's seen Dan Marino play. <laughs> ever to fucking play the position? Can I ask you a question? Better though? than Peyton Manning. Better than fucking Joe Montana. He's the better quarterback. Is he the most winningest quarterback? No, he never won. But greatest play, greatest quarterback ever to play. Did game. you notice he intentionally didn't say better than Tom Brady there because he didn't want to trigger me? Oh come on, Tom Brady couldn't hold Dan Marino's jockstrap. You need to fucking stop. I'm just gonna let that one go. Uh, yeah. Dan Marino, greatest quarterback of all time. What's your milk of preference, by the way? I'm sorry. What's your milk of preference? What are you talking about? Like if you were gonna drink milk, what's your milk of preference? I drink homogenized milk. Okay, what like whole milk, two percent? What I just skin. say. Homogenized milk. I don't know what that is. That's whole milk, asshole. So you're a whole milk guy. Yeah. I don't I drink tell, you watered tell down that, milk. You can tell that in about you, two seconds. You want seconds watered down milk? Then I, I can Tipped give you some cows. And listen, that's the way it is. <laughs> the there was fucking calves. one milk when I was growing up. It was the PVB cows of the 1970s and the 60s. And that's that's what I drank. Is that why you're as thick as you are now? That's exactly why. <laughs> More oh. people should drink milk. Anything to add before we wrap up today's show? Yeah, yes. I got okay. one thing. You go, go ahead. No, Mike. mine's not important. You go first. Go ahead. No, I want to hear it. Mine's not important. It's not, I do want to hear it. Football go ahead. Related. You're going to be pissed. No, I won't. If Mike is short for Michael, then bike is short for Michael. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That is one that would piss him off. What? What does that mean? Mike is short for Michael. They call people named Michael Mike. Okay. So they say bike in reference to a bikel. B-I-C-H-A-E-L. I don't get it. Instead of it being bicycle, it should be bikel. You talking about Michael Obama? What's your thing to go add before we leave? What are you talking about? You had you something said to say. I had one thing. You I had said something to say. No, I didn't. I was waiting for him. I, I told said, you it wasn't important. Does anybody important. have anything to add before we this end? Is, this you is the only thing I got yeah. to add. Go the fuck away, Taylor Swift. Just fucking go on your tour, you fucking talent. Watch it. What? Watch it. Go on your tour. She's got talent. Have a great time. Kelsey, get on the fucking bus and go with her and don't come back. Because nobody gives a shit what you think. You're a fucking glory whore. 
Bruce, anything? No. no. Wow, that would have been a great title if you would have came up that what, beforehand. Corey Horror? Travis How about Kelsey. Corey Horror? Anyway. Oh, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, please go watch us on YouTube so you can see the beads of sweat coming down Uncle Sam's head when he gets real heated. Make sure to subscribe while you're there. Thank you so much for listening. You will hear from us on Friday.